0: And welcome back to another edition of On The Board Sports. I am your host, Will Trucci, a.k.a. Will C, coming to you from Gotham Podcast Studios in Manhattan, New York. And I'm joined by my wonderful producer, Mike Ortiz, controlling the ones and twos behind the glass over here at Gotham. He says hello. He says what's up. But today we have two very special guests with us. Joining us from the unsealed is basically a duo that's Really looking into changing sports and how people look at athletes. I'm talking about Lauren Bro and Audrey Frimpong, ladies. How are you?
1: We're doing good.
0: Awesome, awesome. So, how did you girls start up the the unsealed? It's an interesting story, probably. But how would you guys start it up?
1: <laughs> it is an interesting story. I, I, do you want to take the lead on this one? Sure. So. Basically, Lauren and I decided to take a girls' trip to Miami, um, and while we were on the elevator, uh, we had a death scare because we got stuck on the elevator, um, and we learned in that process of being up there for about five minutes of terror that we worked really well together. So, even though we were both terrified, we were you know, just able to instruct each other and um, get us down to the bottom safely. But when we reached the bottom, we were like, okay, that could have ended our lives. Now what can we do moving forward to change other people's lives and make an impact? And then we came up with the unsealed.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. And what, what, what does the unsealed do for the people that, that, wanna, that are listening right now want to do as far as like, what, what does it bring to the table that most other uh, companies don't usually do?
1: So we tell stories in the form of open letters, and we help people write the letters, and then we pair the letters with charity so that people's personal stories actually make change via their message and through through monetary donations. And what we do differently is that we're not afraid of any topic, and we talk to people of all walks of life. A lot of the stories are socially significant or inspirational, but we'll take on topics that a lot of other people are scared to because either they're uncomfortable or they're controversial, so we're just a little bit
0: bolder and we, we come from a more personal and vulnerable perspective. That's awesome and you know, you look at everything right now that's going on in the world and Twitter, sometimes Twitter, Instagram can be uncensored somewhat to a degree. But you girls go out there and you, you do a wonderful job. Uh what what's it like working in working in the field for, for both of you? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. sorry I didn't I didn't you know. <laughs> What's it like working in the field with with certain athletes being uh you know being females working in the in the sports field for you guys doing what you're doing
1: Um I've done it so long so I don't really know anything else for me it's been you know athletes are great and they're really helpful and they are open and honest so for me I've had a lot of great experience uh experiences with athletes Agreed. I can agree with Lauren in that. I mean, I was an athlete at Alabama myself, um, so my whole life has been surrounded around other athletes, and I think one thing um, that's significant about athletes is that a lot of times they get lost behind their sport, but they really do have very compelling and inspiring stories um, to share, so it's really easy working with them.
0: That's that's awesome. I've seen – I was reading something on uh, – that you guys worked with Thomas Jones, former Jetman Chiefs running back. Uh, can you guys explain – like, go into depth and detail, like, what was it like working with a guy like Thomas Jones?
1: So Thomas was my favorite story so far. And he, he – of all the people um, we've done stories with was probably the most proactive in, like, going through exactly what he wanted to say, how he wanted to say it. I mean, we went through each sentence word by word and made sure that he was communicating exactly how he wanted to communicate, and it was effective, and it was um, true to how he felt. And he was he was kind. He was interesting. He was insightful. He was really, really great to work with. And he, he made me realize a lot of the things that I didn't think about and that I wasn't aware of, because obviously him being a black male and me being a white female, and we, we wrote a story about race, we had very different perspectives. So it was a cool... Thing to, for him to say something and me be like, wait, well, what about this or how do how do you feel about that? And realizing my thought process about things was totally different different. And like for example, I was saying how you know if I was in trouble or somebody attacked me, my instinct would be to call nine one one without without question. And he was like, no, 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 I'm apprehensive about calling nine one one for anything. And it was just such a contrast. And I don't know that I would have necessarily recognized that contrast contrast had we not sat down and had these conversations as we worked on the piece together.
0: Outside of what you girls have been doing, like, have you had like a favorite interview thus far? I know, you know, you mentioned Thomas Jones, but like outside of that, have you had like a favorite interview?
1: I mean, Thomas Jones is definitely my favorite so far um, for, for this piece, for the, for the unsealed. But I mean, I like all of them. Everyone is so insightful and so powerful and so emotional and open. And, the amount of adversity people have overcome is incredible. So I don't know if if, if the other ones I have a necessarily favorite, but I think Thomas is my favorite because he was, he opened my eyes to things that I didn't necessarily know or realize.
0: That's, that's, that's good. Uh, Lauren, do you have uh, any, uh, anything to add on that or? That oh, that was Lauren. Lauren. <laughs> oh, that was Lauren. Okay, I, I, it's 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 tough when you got two people on the phone. Yeah, you know, no, no, our voices might sound a
1: little similar. huh? Y- yeah, <laughs> it, it
0: kind of does, but you know, hey, that's whether here or there. Um yeah. <laughs> I gotta ask. Uh, speaking of a very very touchy subject here, LeBron James and Daryl Morey, what what happened two weeks ago uh, with uh, with what had transpired with uh, China. Uh, I'd like to get your take on what, in general, what it means, or what, what it meant for you to see that tweet go out there, get deleted, and then the major backlash that had happened. Uh, I'd like to get your your take on that.
1: Do you want to go first, Audrey? Uh, sure. Well, I'm kind of uninformed mm-hmm. on what happened, so I would like to know what the tweet so was. was. I mean, basically, he put out a tweet, a political tweet about China, and and China basically shut down all their um, NBA-related activity, which is a huge blow to the NBA. Um, And I I mean, I think that it's 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 tough. We're living in a global society, but I don't necessarily think we always understand other people's cultures and the way other things work, and we have to realize that there's a right and wrong way to go about things. And I don't know that we always had that all figured out, so it's tough because, you you know, you want to have the opinion and you want progress, but I don't know if Twitter is the best way to uh, catalyze or to begin progress. I think there's better ways to uh, create change than with mm-hmm. a tweet.
0: Absolutely, and you get to see everything right now, and, you know, Nike... Having all these spot sponsors and everything like that, and China has a billion fans just about you know going out there and supporting the NBA, almost on an everyday basis, and you know it's uh, it's crazy what what's going on right now. But they there's there's a there's bigger things outside of basketball that many people I think kind of had a eye opening experience to uh, as far as what what had happened over in China. But hey, you know we can exercise our freedom to speech and everything like that. And I'm totally down for that. But, you know, there's also other things that LeBron was trying to get to, like, you know, you're dealing with businesses, you're dealing with political affiliations. And if you disagree with this guy and that guy, it's almost the same. It's almost saying like, okay, you're going to lose out on, on a lot of money if you open up your mouth and, you know, do that to a degree, you know? That's that's what the mm-hmm. message I kind of sort of somewhat got from it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But I I I don't know. You know, um who I'm just an American citizen that kind of wants to see things and rightfully so want to see wants to see the world be right. Right. Yeah, so right. So uh so when you were playing at Alabama, what what sports did you play at Alabama?
1: I ran track.
0: You ran track?
1: Yep, I did the 100-meter hurdles, 4 by one and long jump.
0: Okay. And did you, like, have any – did you want to play, like, any other sport? Like, what made you want to get into doing track? Because it's it's interesting how people want to go out and do do some certain things.
1: Yeah. um, Well, I started track when I was in seventh grade. And I liked it for the fact that it was all about statistics. So it wasn't about, you know – Um, your affiliation to the team was is your dad the coach is your you know favorite teacher the coach of the team um so it was undeniable you know uh, whether you had a talent for it or not um and when I was being recruited my whole focus was going to a school in a warmer climate because I'm from Ohio and I got tired of running in the snow (laughs) um and when I went to Alabama, when I went there for my official visit, I just felt at home. Um, it's just a per- the perfect college town, in my opinion. Beautiful campus, just amazing people. And uh, I just say that my recruiting class arguably was the best. <laughs> um just especially in football. But um yeah, it was just an amazing experience. I loved Alabama.
0: Who was is, who is a part of your recruiting class as far as from what you remember?
1: So I'm class of O eight, so for football we had Julio Jones, um, Mark Ingram, Marcel Darius, Dante Hightower. Um, so many people.
0: That's awesome. that's a that's a legit all star cast to Cast the characters right there uh, in a <laughs> nutshell, you know. Yeah. But uh, did you have like an inspiration on why you wanted to run track at all? I mean, like who who is like your favorite athlete growing up?
1: Um. Well, actually, my favorite athlete is Serena Williams, which is totally unrelated to uh, track. Just because I think she embodies um, just great success. I mean, she is a beast. Um, so she was always my inspiration athletic wise. But as far as track, I would say I looked up to Flojo, um, who has the hundred meter record, world record still from the nineties. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, she was definitely my track inspiration.
0: That that's that's awesome. That's awesome to say. Uh how about Lauren? Who's your inspiration to write and be a writer? Just about, you know? Um,
1: I don't know an inspiration for writing. I think that for me, writing was always an outlet. And so it's just something that evolved because I enjoyed doing it and was cathartic. And um, yeah, it was just a passion. So it evolved. But I don't know if anyone inspired me to write. I think it was just something that as a little girl I started doing. I used to write poetry and, and it evolved into writing a lot more. Writing was actually, it was, English was actually my worst subject in school. I was really good at math. But I just always loved to write. And I figured it out.
0: Absolutely. Did you did you play sports in high school at all too, Lauren, or or, or no?
1: Yeah, I was actually voted biggest jock in high school. I was an all American, like someone else on the call, <laughs> Um I was voted the biggest jock. I played soccer and lacrosse, and I was a pretty good soccer player, decent lacrosse player. I was a center mid at soccer, and I played soccer all over the world. I traveled to Italy, and I played on some pretty elite teams.
0: That's awesome. What what was your favorite part about traveling around the world playing soccer?
1: going to italy was pretty amazing and just the different cultures we stayed in a small town called Monte patini and it just as a 16 17 year old it was very eye-opening and different and exciting and also it was a great bonding opportunity with my
0: teammates that's awesome what what made you want to like get into soccer though in general like just just because of the fact that you go
1: ahead i started playing soccer when i was five i feel like that's the first thing your parents sign you up for and I was good at it, so I just kept going.
0: That's great. That's great that you you know you wound up going out there and traveling around the world just about for for soccer. You know, that's how many people can say that.
1: Yeah, no, it was it was an awesome experience. I definitely loved it. And my my like closest one of my best friends was you know was my best friend for, on my soccer team. We met on our our club team.
0: That's awesome, Where, Lauren. Where did you go to school?
1: I went to Columbia
0: here in new york yeah oh that's awesome that's awesome okay well we kind of know we kind of know that you have a big following now and everything like that so that that sort of (laughs) works that works itself out in many ways but uh but no that's great that's great that your girls you know achieved so many great things in in your respective sport and field and and at your school too you know but uh but it's it's a great it's a great thing. Uh, as far as what you've went through, like I know that you girls met each other and did the unsealed and did up everything like that. What's your future plan? What's your future goals to bring the un- the unsealed to? You want to
1: be un? Wanna- oh exactly. God, go. Yeah, I was gonna say. Um, honestly, it's a it's a daily thing because it is our own. Um, And so, right now, our main goal is growing, um, just obtaining more subscribers and um, also getting more um, followers via Instagram and all our other social media, Twitter, Facebook, everything like that. Um, We just want to really build a community and have this be a movement more than, you know, um, just people reading stories. We want to actually have a movement and a community around this.
0: And the best part about with you guys, you guys actually interact with the fans. You actually want the fans to write in stories about about their tough times
1: exactly mm-hmm.
0: and try to try and relate people to athletes. And you know, because we're all human at the end of the day. And that's what many people fail to realize. like this one guy he makes out two hundred and fifty million dollars compared to a guy that's sixty that makes sixty thousand doing doing his, you know, working working hard. But the main thing is that he has we all have heartbeats and we all we all go out there and we can relate to somebody mentally.
1: Exactly, and I think that's the whole goal, you know. Just saying even though we may look alike, we might be from different regions of the world or come from different backgrounds and different experiences, there's something in everyone that you can relate to um and identify with.
0: Lauren, you have anything to add on that?
1: I mean that that's basically our goal and and yeah, no, I mean,
0: I agree with Audra. All right. No, that's good. That's good. All right. that This is, it's turned out to be, it's turned out to be nice over here, but uh, girls, I got to ask you, like, how do the people follow you on social media? Because it's really, it's a really interesting thing seeing some of your stories and everything like that online. How do the people follow you on social media?
1: And how? I mean, we we have the unsealed on on Twitter, I and mean, we have that Twitter, Facebook, and um and Instagram, and we just post stories, and and people find them and like them, and they they start to follow us. I mean, I think our most traction is on Facebook because that's where stories that are most often shared. No, it's... Mm-hmm. And also, we send out a newsletter. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, if you go to our site, you can enter in your email right on the pop-up screen and you can receive our story first.
0: That's awesome. How do how do the people follow you personally, okay. though, on social media?
1: I have my own Instagram. Audra has her own Instagram. We're on Facebook. I, I, I have a Facebook page, a Twitter page. So, yeah, we, we just – it's under by the name. Um, I don't think, Audra, you have Twitter or Facebook, though. Um, no, I'm on Instagram, though. It's melanin underscore ESQ. And then Lauren is – I am Lore underscore
0: bro on Facebook. That's awesome. Girls, you know, you girls are are amazing at what you do. You know, don't ever give up and, you know, keep going out there and and doing whatever it is that, that you girls are doing and bringing people together because it's truly, truly an awesome thing reading some of the articles that you've put out there on the unsealed. So, you know, keep it up, see how it goes and just weather the course, you know.
1: Yeah, thanks. And we are, you know, trying to get out there in the community and meet people. So hopefully, you know, we can meet the people who are listening to this podcast um, and really just getting out there and putting our faces and the unsealed out for the world to see and know.
0: Do you girls travel? I know you girls travel the world, but have you thought about like uh, just like coming to like New York or something? I know you girls travel. But just coming to New York, and just... I'm going to
1: be in New York for all of November. I'm actually, we do, um, I'm doing public speaking also about a lot of our stories and my own story, and yeah, I have three public speaking events in New York uh, in November.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. Hopefully, I see you girls soon. Maybe come in studio and yeah. we'll talk.
1: Yep, yeah, And it. if anybody wants, you know, us to come out there and talk for them um, or to them, they can go ahead and email us and reach out we would be
0: happy to do so. Awesome. Awesome. Girls, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate this and, you know, sacrificing some of your time to come on and talk, not only sports, but mental health in general. It's a big, big thing going on in the world. And, you know, we all got to relate somehow, you know, we all do. So I really do appreciate that. I'm sorry.
1: Our latest story we just did is actually about, about, specifically about mental health and how important it is to express yourself and make other people feel comfortable in expressing
0: themselves absolutely and you know the world right now is that's the next big thing that probably might be the next big forefront is trying to conquer mental health so girls thank you so much you girls do a really great job with the unsealed so hope to talk to you girls soon all right
1: all right right. Thank thank you
0: thank you so much thank you that was the one and all. That was Lauren Brill from the uh, the Unsealed, along with her partner uh, Lauren Brill and Audra Frimpong. So the girls did a wonderful job coming onto the show. Uh, you know, it's amazing what what they do, and what more can you want? You know, what more can you want? Mental health is the next big big challenge in this in this world that we live in right now and how to conquer things. So thank you again for coming on for everybody here at Gotham podcast studios for Lauren Brill and Audrey Frimpong from the unsealed and for Mike Ortiz, our wonderful producer controlling the ones and Jews behind the glass here at Gotham. I am your host, Will Trucci logging out. We will talk to you guys soon. Peace out.